Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sports Gazette Rugby Podcast. Uh, we're back after a bit of a break. Uh, it's been a busy time for us both with exams and what not. But we are here to look back on last weekend's action and to preview the final Saturday of the Six Nations where, Michael Jordan, we have a three-way-ish title race. Just in time for Cheltenham, we've got a three-horse race. We do have a three-horse race, yes. Uh, I'll be honest, a lot of my research this week has been done on the festival, <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, I will certainly uh, give you some rugby chat as well. Um, Wales, of course, in the driving seat, uh, can complete a Grand Slam or on Saturday when they face Ireland in Cardiff. Um, they beat Scotland at, at the weekend in what was a tight game, uh, but they came through it and their defence once again outstanding. Yeah, I mean, it, I didn't think it was the best game to watch um, as a spectator, but you have to appreciate the defensive capabilities Wales have shown. They've shown it all tournament, really, and that's, that's the main reason why they are where they are going into the final game, where they're one win away from, from winning the Grand Slam. And... They went, we spoke before about how tough a place Murrayfield is to go, and they went and did what they had to do. Um, so I think I've got a stat here that Wales have scored just nine tries in this in this championship, which is the same as, as Italy down at the bottom. <laughs> but it, it's their defence which has got them, they've conceded six, which is by far the fewest amount of tries conceded by a team. And, and yeah, I mean, it'll be a tactical game as well going into the Ireland game, we'll speak about in a bit with defence. We've seen what England have done defensively to Ireland. Can Wales do that as well with the crowd behind them? Well, it's yet to be seen. Yeah, I, this was this was a big hurdle for Wales to come across because they don't have a particularly good record against Scotland. Um, I think it was two years ago or possibly even four years ago that they got absolutely pummeled at uh, at Murrayfield. Um, and, and they went and they did a job. Uh, Scotland are obviously uh, missing virtually the spine of their team at the moment and... They've never recovered from the defeat to Ireland. Which is it's a real shame because we've spoke about how promising Scotland have looked in the, in the earlier parts mm-hmm. of this tournament and they didn't pass the hurdle of, of trying to win away from home against France with the injuries bearing in mind. And yeah, the injuries have hindered them again against Wales, which they, they may have they may have still lost against Wales, but it's a bit they, of a shame. They still played well, yeah. I thought. They, they gave Wales a lot to think about in the second half. They'll be really disappointed with the first try they conceded. Mm-hmm. Um uh, a great finish from Josh Adams, but it was far too easy. And uh, Josh Adams, a player who's having a wonderful championship for Wales, um, try in the win against England. Um, and they, they're very well led. Alan Wynne-Jones, if, you were picking, if it was the Lions tour this year, Alan Wynne-Jones would be nailed on to be captain. Absolutely. He's been that good uh, this year. And I also think, if, if Wales do complete the Grand Slam, that uh, Sean Edwards, defence coach, has, has got to take all mm. the credit. And... When he leaves the Welsh setup, as Warren Gatland will after the World Cup, um, it's going to be a big, big hole to fill because Wales are now going for their third. I think it's their third Grand Slam under Gatlin. Yep. Um, and I don't think that's been done before by a coach. No, three. no coach has won three, um, and it would it would be their fourth uh, fourth championship mm-hmm. as well. So um, wonderful, wonderful achievement, and they just seem to not know how to lose um, a bit. I'm not comparing them to New Zealand as such, but it is that sort of style that they just find a way when it gets tight to get the job done. I mean, I thought at half time in the England game at Cardiff that England would run away with it, to be honest, but it was the complete opposite. It's, it's funny the fact that we've, when we analyse the Welsh performances in every game so far in this tournament, I'm, I'm not sure, other than the, the, way, the England second half, you, you don't sit there and think, wow, Wales played <laughs> remarkably well today, fair play to them. 
I mean, they've done a job against Scotland, similar to how Ireland went to Scotland. Um, but yeah, as you said, the first half against England, England looked the dominant side. England looked like they've been head and shoulders above every team so far in this championship. But but Wales have managed to managed to turn it around with this well, a fantastic second half with the crowd behind them in Cardiff. But every other game other than that, you look at Wales, you think you you say, oh well, they haven't played that well, but you imagine they're going to improve. But they're they're getting the wins and. With one game left to go, that's really that's really all that matters in this championship. Absolutely, and if they win three nil on Saturday against Ireland, no one in Wales will nope. care, and uh, it will be a well-deserved Grand Slam. Should point out as well, uh, if you're unaware, that uh, you do get three extra points for a Grand Slam. So, despite the fact Wales and England can finish both on twenty points, uh, there is no danger of Wales not winning the title um, because they'll get the extra points for a Grand Slam quite rightly too. Mm. Um, just on Scotland, uh, they just seem to lack a few ideas in attack, I thought. And maybe if, if you do take Stuart Hogg out their side, they do look a bit one-dimensional. True, although I, you have to say Stuart Hogg's not the only, not the only man missing no, as true. well. It's, I feel like Scotland will be ultimately disappointed. I'm not going to predict the future too much and say Scotland are going to lose to England, but you'd imagine <laughs> so. And I think... Scotland ultimately would therefore would that be a disappointing championship? I think Probably, it would be. Yeah, I think it would be. Uh, I think they'd have. I think they'd have looked at beating Italy, which they've done. I think they would have looked to have gone closer than they did in Paris, and I think they'd have looked to have beaten one of Ireland or Wales at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so two wins and a couple of close defeats, I think, would have been okay. Mm-hmm. Three wins would have been ideal for them. But they are the sort of team, though that in a World Cup, they could put three or four results together and, and land in a semi-final. Mm-hmm. It's not out the realms of... They were, they were a Craig Joubert shocking refereeing decision away from the semi-finals last time. So, uh, and I think they're a better side now than they were in 2015. So I don't think it's all doom and gloom for them. As I said, their club sides are going well. Yeah. Um, but it's been, a, it's been a tough old championship for them. And uh, I think if, if they hadn't had the un- unluckiness of the injuries... I think they could have had a couple more scalps in this championship. I think. Yeah, I, I, I look at that game away to France, and I, I would have fancied them to have won that if they had have had. I mean, it's hard to have it, hard to go into a game full strength than any for any side, but close to full strength, or a lot closer than what they were. And I think you would look at a game like that, as you say, perhaps a game at home to Ireland or Wales, and they could have they could have had a few more points in this championship. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let's move on to England against Italy. Uh, pretty routine afternoon for England at Twickenham, uh, 57-14. Uh, some very nice tries, actually, from England. I thought uh, I thought they were very professional. They got the job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really let their foot off the gas. Um, Italy went into a bit of self-destructive mode. Yeah, they did. The they did. Um, actually, I thought Italy contributed to what was a decent game, as it certainly... I was at the match and uh, I thought Italy Italy played some nice stuff. They didn't look exactly threatening, um, but the first try, the the fly half Allen went through nicely. But they lost two they lost two players to injury. Campagnaro forced off early early on, and then his replacement, whose name escapes me at the moment, also went off. Uh, so they lost they lost their thirteen. Had to reshuffle, put a replacement on, lost him as well. And that's that. Any team would struggle with that. Uh, they did keep going towards the end. A couple of charge downs and, a, and, a, and an easy try for uh, Dan Robson. But, you know, England will be happy. I think they, they avoided what happened at Twickenham two years ago where they had a scare. You know, Italy led at half-time. 
Um, and I think it seems like Eddie Jones has, has come through injury-free for a change as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, bar Itoji um, and Mako Vunipola, England are pretty much at full strength going into this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Italy are still on the bottom of the table with zero points, but I kind of still find myself on giving them praise. Like, I think they've really... They've, they've fought in, in all these games. They're going fought. in the right direction, Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you, don't, if you take away... It's easy to say now, but if you take away those two or three silly tries they've given away at the end. I mean, the scoreline looks a little less hideous in the, in the, from their point of yeah, view. Yeah, you'd have been looking at a 20, 25, 30 point scoreline rather than a 45 yeah. point scoreline <laughs> or, or the, what it finished out. Um, I mean, we didn't, we, we, did, we didn't chat about it too much, but they've uh, they've fought well against an understrength Wales and they did have, they had Ireland on the ropes yeah. Um, yeah. in Rome and... Half time came at just the right time for Ireland in that match because Italy were on a real roll in the last uh, five or ten minutes of that game. So definitely going in the right direction. I think it could be a big weekend for them. I really do. I would love to see them get a win over France. Um, um, I think it could happen as well at, at home. Um, as for England, um, Jones decided to pick a monster-sized backline um, with Ben Teo and Manu Tuolagi both playing. I'm not sure that will stay for the Scotland match. I can see him going back to the Farrell, Tuolagi, Slade combination that wreaked havoc in Dublin. Um, but Big Joe uh, Cochrane Seeger on the wing, who was man of the match, mm-hmm. uh, has a very strange running style as in he holds the ball in one hand. It's like he's carrying a loaf of bread back <laughs> from the shops. I mean, for a big winger, it must be nervous as a coach to see your winger with a ball in one hand. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was certainly devastated. Yeah, as long as he doesn't drop, he'll keep doing it, I think. Well, you, absolutely. Uh, as long as we don't have a situation like, like we've had in the past, a ball with balls that dropped oh. over the line. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, home games against Italy are always difficult for teams like England because uh, you win easily like we did and it's, oh, well, it's only Italy. Uh, or, or, or there's a scare and, uh, and you, you start panicking and thinking mm. not everything's right. So they did the job. Um, it was a professional job. I mean, it was. Ireland went to Italy and we, we got the bonus point in the end, but it was a funny game in the fact that you, you leave Rome with the bonus point and you're, you feel disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, for, for really, as you said, it's, there's not a whole lot of... It's a bit of a lose-or-nothing situation. Well, in terms of points scored, 57 is the most England have ever scored against Italy. Uh, not the biggest win in terms of a margin, but 57 is the most England have scored against Italy in the Six Nations. So... Um, that was good. It was good to see uh, a few of the fringe players play as well. Brad Shields got two tries. Um, I don't think he's done enough to, to get Mark Wilson out of the team. But again, strength in depth. Dan Robson, as I mentioned, came on, scored his first international try. Uh, he won't start against Scotland, but if England are chasing a bonus point, I could definitely see Jones throwing him on for Ben Youngs uh, if required. Um, we'll move on to Sunday's game. And Ireland, for 40 minutes at least, uh, looking somewhere uh, back to near their best against France. It was a strange game, I thought, this one. It was strange. To watch. It was relentless pressure in the first 40 mm. minutes. Uh, I think it was over 50% of the game in the first half was played. Ireland in. had 88% ter- territory in yeah, the first half, which a, is unheard of. All past France 22. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was crazy pressure. And, well, the... The aim to get the bonus point was clear for all to see with this relentless kick into the corner and what's what we had to do. We we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's still it's still not quite flowing fully as we would have wanted um, or would have hoped for coming the start of this championship. With um, a, a lot of questions, there were, there were more questions than answers. I felt after the Italy game. Yeah. Um, but 
brilliant start against France and it started we started to see little little glimpses of what we're hoping for when you look at the likes of players of uh, Guy Ring Rose and I thought Keith Earls was fantastic as well Johnny Sexton's try was a magnificent piece of play and it, it was really it, it was about unlocking unlocking the door of that French defence because I mean I, th- I feel like at times we kind of bullied France but give them credit on their line they, they defended quite quite admirably for a considerable amount of time especially in that first half well it's very hard for a team like uh, France or anybody for that matter to um, to keep a team like Ireland out who were just it was relentless and they did cave in the last 10 minutes of the first half and mm. Ireland did get the tries that their play deserved I thought Gary Ringrose was frankly robbed of the man of the match award uh, he was the best player on the pitch by a country mile mm. um, I'm a big fan of his I thought he played really well I think he adds so much to Ireland's attack and uh, the little interplay with Sexton for the for his try was was excellent. Uh, and another good finish for Keith Earls, who just seems to pop up at the right time. Just when Ireland, just when the game was going flat, Earls produced a moment of magic to get the bonus point and just sort of ease any nerves. I, I do wonder if Joe Smith will be disappointed they didn't kick on after that and go for a, a really big win. I feel like the scoreline doesn't resemble what how the game actually no went. it wasn't I mean I'm never as a team lost 26-14 and you thought well yeah. they've done quite well there mm-hmm. um, admittedly you know Ireland's intensity went out the window and uh, sure I'm sure with a with a six day turnaround the players minds were already starting to switch in the last mm-hmm. 20 minutes you know try not to get injured and all that and France did get over for a couple of tries although the one at the end quite sure that uh, that should have been given but it was it's not going to make any difference uh, France were poor again to be honest um, on the road uh, didn't didn't produce anything in attack until the 76th minute uh, just look just look clueless as to how to how to get out their own 22 and when you got a team like Ireland who are who will put you under pressure you're just playing into their hands and uh, they had a win against Scotland, yes, but it's been a dreadful championship for France. Absolutely. Great to see Rory Best get a try on his yes. Six Nations game at, 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 in Dublin as well. Um, go, moving forwards, I mean, I like to think Wales, Wales away, it might sound silly saying it, but it's a brilliant way to, to end the championship for Ireland and the fact that we're looking ahead to this World Cup. We, we kind of have to now almost because well, the, our chances of winning this championship are very slim. We're hoping for favours elsewhere. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, it's well. It's not out the realms of possibility because if if Ireland can win, and England don't, uh, Ireland will win the championship. Uh, just a shame for Ireland that Scotland have not won at Twickenham since nineteen eighty three, and um, they've never done England back to back. Yeah, and um, their physio rooms full of <laughs> yeah. full of patients yeah. as well. Yeah. This game had been a couple of years ago. You might you might have had a sniff, <laughs> but uh, I mean it is all set up beautifully. Um, Paddy's weekend as well. Um, Whatever the result, Cardiff is going to be a lively old place this weekend, Absolutely. I should imagine. Um, a popular trip for the Irish uh, supporters, I should imagine, as well. Um, let's let's start our preview of the final Saturday then. Uh, super Saturday, as it is now called, because everything has got to be super uh, these days. Um, so the permutations are reasonably straightforward. Wales win, obviously that's it. If Wales lose, England win. England win the championship. And Ireland will be hoping for an England slip-up, uh, and they can nip in. Obviously, there's bonus points could come into play as well, with England currently on 15, Ireland 14. 14, yeah. yeah. 
Um, uh, the, the scenario I'd like to see is Wales and Isle of Drawing, because um, <laughs> uh, then it would then then it really would be advantage England. But uh, then it's a case of if Ireland can get the bonus point win in Cardiff and England only get the the win without the bonus point, there's a a massive points. Yeah, Ireland Ireland would need a, a serious point swing to go their favour uh, go in their favour if that happens. Sixty four to be exact. Sixty four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, I, I was almost stretched to say stranger things have happened. I'm not sure they have. <laughs> I'm not sure they have. No, yeah. no. Obviously, I think that certainly the TV people will be hoping for a repeat of the final day in 2015 when uh, the championship changed hands three times, uh, eventually ending up in Ireland's hands. Uh, one of the most extraordinary days of rugby I've ever seen. Obviously, the Wales Ireland game is the centerpiece, and I don't know. I don't know what you think about this, but. Possibly an advantage for England that, that when they kick off at Twickenham, being the third game, they will know exactly what they have to do. Yeah, possibly. Um, I would have said maybe more so it might have worked in the opposite direction if England had played first. Wales, yes, Wales, possibly. Yeah. Wales have the pressure of knowing we have to, to beat Ireland. I mean, they'll, they'll treat it like that anyway. Um, I don't think... Um, that they'll really focus too heavily on what they think England are doing. Well, I don't know whether that's yeah, I suppose. After. I suppose on the flip side, um, if if Wales win, uh, it could create quite a flat atmosphere at Twickenham yeah. uh, by the time England kick off. It, it would do, yeah. Because um, obviously everybody would be watching the match uh, in the bars and pubs around uh, before the kick off. Uh, the good news for Wales is the omens are good uh, going into the this final round because since the Six Nations became six in two thousand. Only three teams have failed to win the Grand Slam, having won the first four games, and all three were beaten away from home. All three were actually England as well, <laughs> uh, twice against Ireland and uh, once against Wales. So being at home in the final round is a big plus. The bad news for Ireland is the weather is forecast at the moment. It's not good for Cardiff on Saturday. It, this could well be played under the roof. Um, I, think, I think the stars are aligning. For Wales, I really do. And to have this final game in Cardiff, I think, is so important. Yeah. Um, it's a very, from an Irish point of view, it's a very tough game to go into, especially because we're, we're not firing on all cylinders as, as it is. I, I would like to see us improve upon the, fr- the, fran- the French performance. Whether that would be enough to win in Cardiff against a Wales side going for the Grand Slam, I'm not sure. It had to be a significant improvement, I think. Um, You've just got to hope the pressure gets to Wales, the the weight of expectation. Yeah, I, well, I think game management is a, a massive um, part in this game because when I look at the 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 Wales second uh, Wales England second half, I feel like the, the game management from the England point of view wasn't the best in the fact that momentum is key, especially the fan involvement, the, the spectator involvement in in Cardiff. If you can limit the fans' role in the game as much as possible, then you have a much stronger chance of of winning the game, um, I think it's it's like basically an extra man, the the fans in Cardiff, and that played a massive role against England, and that what's what's ultimately I feel made Wales get over the line against England. If Ireland can can kind of disrupt that a little bit and kind of break up the momentum and play, make it a bit of an ugly game, if I'm being honest, then we would have a chance of nicking it. Um, but it's it's much easier to for me to sit here and say that than than to go out and do it. So. Only time will tell in that regard. Yeah, I think Ireland will have to start well. Basically, do what England did for 40 minutes, but actually finish the job. Mm. Because England did have the crowd quietened for yeah, 40 in, in, minutes. For 40 minutes, yeah. Um, but as soon as England were on the back foot in the second half, I mean, 
I'm sure there are plenty of England supporters listening who've been to Cardiff and know what it's like when when your team's on the back foot and the Welsh crowd get up. It's it's not much fun to be honest, <laughs> but uh, they they know how to get behind their team for sure. And as you mentioned, they are the the 16th man, um, and I, and I think I think it will make a difference. And um, I remember the scenes the last time Wales won uh, the Grand Slam when they actually finished the job in Cardiff yeah, in two, 2012, 12, I think yeah. that was, uh, against France. And uh, I was actually at Twickenham that day for England against Ireland, which was following. And you just remember seeing the scenes in Cardiff before kick you thought, well, there's no no chance here. Mm. Um, for it France. certainly turns into a World Cup warm-up so if, you're, if Wales win. Well, yeah, I mean... I mean, Wales have such a poor record at World Cups. Um, it, bar the semi-final in 2011. And uh, they were pretty fortunate to get out of their group in 2015 because I still don't know England managed to lose to them at Twickenham because England battered them mm. for 70 minutes, had 10 minutes of madness and lost. Um, so, look, if, at, at these teams, I'd still favour Ireland and England going forward to the World Cup, but as reigning Grand Slam champions, they can't be discounted. Absolutely not. Um, from an Ireland point of view, I think if, if we can go and get a win in Cardiff, it, it, won't, it most likely won't win us the championship. But going forward, as you say, to the World Cup, that would be a, a massive, massive boost. Well, if you, if, yeah, having having lost the England game, if if they were to, if they were to go and win in Cardiff, I think that would go some way to righting the wrongs yeah, of so. um, of losing to England for sure. And I reckon that's why that's why I'm quite hopeful because. <laughs> uh, these these seem a proud bunch of players, and yeah, I, I still think the the expectation of the England game is still weighing on their shoulders a bit, um, and 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 I, and I I think they've got a big performance in them. They the thing is Ireland could play brilliantly and still lose mm-hmm. against this Welsh team, um, but I think they'll go close. I think it'll be a really close game. Um, this this could be a, a real belter. Um, and, and with the with the championship on the line, that's just what you want in the tournament. Um, so if Wales do slip up, as we mentioned, England lie in wait uh, with the Calcutta Cup at Twickenham against Scotland. Uh, I hate I hate saying it. Uh, it should it should be a comfortable win when we're playing one of the other home nations because we know how fired up teams like Scotland get to play England. Uh, but I'm struggling to see past another five pointer to be honest. Struggling to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would, I would love to sit here and do that, but I, yeah, um, with the injuries mm-hmm. Scotland have, have had um, at Twickenham, the way England are playing, it's it's just complete. It's one way traffic. I feel really going into this game. Well, I hope Scotland are a bit more. Scotland had a disaster at Twickenham two years ago, losing sixty-one twenty-one um, to England, and they've been on the receiving end of some quite big scores recently, uh, even going back back to Stuart Lancaster's era but Scotland did beat England last year so that will obviously be in the back of their minds the players who were involved who are going to be there again and they absolutely dominated England that day up at Murrayfield as well so um, goes without saying Scotland, Scotland would love to spoil any party that could be going on as well well the fact the, even if even if Wales have already won the Grand Slam Scotland would Scotland would love to, to come to Twickenham and win as I mentioned earlier not done it since 1983 and realistically and recently it's not been close either Um it, this would be a major upset if they pulled it off. Um, I, I, I think I think Monday next week would have to be a bank holiday in Scotland if they <laughs> if they won this one. Um, I just think England are too strong at home, um, and realistically, one poor forty minutes has probably cost England the Grand Slam. Mm. 
which which is considering where England were coming into the autumn, particularly, um, is a is a great achievement to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think most of us would have taken second, probably thinking we'd finish behind Ireland, not Wales, yeah. um, before the tournament started. So um, I think England will be very pleased with with how it's gone. Just that nagging frustration of losing the game in Cardiff when we were in front at half time. It's 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 a funny one because I've, I've said how we've analysed Wales' performances throughout and you, and you always kind of say Wales haven't been that great and you kind of feel like it's been the opposite for England you kind of say England have really they've blown them away there they've, they went to Dublin and played fantastically mm-hmm. well went to Wales for 40 minutes and played fantastically well and it could be a Wales Grand Slam yeah it's, it's, been, it's been a it's been a really engaging tournament I've, I've really enjoyed it it has, it has been because you know it would have been great for you last year but mm-hmm. uh, Ireland it was quite clear early on would win it yeah and it was the same with England when England won the Grand Slam in Eddie Jones's first year. It was quite obvious from quite a long way out that, that England were probably going to finish the job. Whereas this year, there's been a there's been quite a bit of doubt about Wales if, if they would stay that stay the distance. And they've had England snapping at their heels the whole way. They've now got Ireland to come into the mix as well. I think it's been a really good tournament, and uh, it bodes well for the Northern Hemisphere teams going to the World Cup for sure. As it stands right now, sitting here, I. Um, more hopeful than expecting for Ireland to go to Cardiff and, and get a result for a final twist, but I reckon just before kickoff I'll be a bit more confident than I am <laughs> right now. So it, there could be one late final twist in this championship yet to come. So. Well, it's it's going to be a bizarre, bizarre Saturday to be in Twickenham for sure, mm. um, because Ireland's call will be belted out loud and proud in the pubs well, yeah, all around the stadium. It'll be Paddy's weekend, and if Ireland's managed to, to get a win, brilliant. But then we've we've basically gift wrapped <laughs> gift wrapped the championship for the English. Yeah. So that's, that's been a bit of a yeah. um, bittersweet, yeah. yeah absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we'll just touch on Italy against France, which is of course the other match on Saturday. Uh, that's going to be the first of the three games that are back to back. As I mentioned earlier, I think there's a real chance Italy could win this. Mm. Um, I hope so because uh, this is Parise's last stand. You would one would imagine in the Six Nations last game uh, in Rome, and uh, he de- he deserves more than anything to go out with a win. And Italy have a funny habit; they do seem to turn France over more often than not. Certainly, when they first came in, they seem to beat France every year. In mm. they played in Italy, and I, I would love to see for Conor Shea and, and the whole. Italian squad that's they they don't finish the championship with a wooden spoon. I mean, I don't think they've really. Well, they 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 could win and still finish. Oh well, with, 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 I mean, spoon. with um, with zero, zero yeah. points. Um. Uh, yeah, they de- they certainly have deserved more than uh, they've deserved a bonus point. Yeah. In 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 some of the games they've lost for sure. Um, I just I can just see France go in there and just not being too bothered about it. To be honest, they've got nothing to yeah, play for. I can see that definitely. Um, Italy will be really up for it. Um crowd behind them uh, at the Olympic Stadium um, but, yeah, they, they took their tries well I thought against England at the weekend uh, the winger Moriesi has now scored in, in three of the four games he's had a good championship again um, as I said they, they had to rejig their back line a bit but I think Conor O'Shea will be quietly confident I really do mm. and, uh, and it'd be nice for him as well because uh, He's not won a game yet in the Six Nations for Italy, um, and it's and it's high it's high time they got something and uh, for their for their efforts. But uh, yeah, they definitely deserve it. I feel much more so than than the French the French squad. It's just saying I do. But the thing is though, France France are a shambles now. 
they were a shambles coming into 2015 World Cup, got to the quarterfinals. They were a shambles coming into 2011 and got to the final. Mm. Could never write them off in a World Cup year. Uh, it would be so French. <laughs> um, if it, it, uh, For the full French effect, they just need to go on strike and we'll have had the lot in this tournament. <laughs> it really will. Um, I don't. I don't really know how you how how they sort it. I suspect they'll go for a new coach after the World Cup, and try and build a young squad. But it's uh, it's it's going to be difficult for them, and they'll know that the Italians are going to be very fired up for it. So going into the weekends, your three predictions are Wales or Ireland. Well, obviously, I want to say Ireland, but um, I, th- I think well, I think Wales will finish a job. I I do. Um, I think I think they'll nick it by less than seven. Yeah. Um, I think England will beat Scotland comfortably, and I think England will get a bonus point. And I'm going to stick with uh, Italy to beat France. I yeah, I'm probably not too different. I mean, it, it, it pains me to ever predict an Irish defeat. I kind of maybe that'll work. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll work. Um, I feel like we will improve upon the French the French performance. But I, I kind of I do feel that it's been written in the stars for for Wales to, to finish off this this Grand Slam job in Cardiff, much to England's dismay. And yet England bonus point I can't really see anything other than an England bonus point win, even if they do know from from earlier results that the championship is gone. Um bonus point win against Scotland and I'm gonna hopefully predict a, an Italy win. So we are both calling a Wales Grand Slam, uh, which will will be the third Grand Slam in four years in this tournament. Mm. It doesn't happen too often to have uh, have so many Grand Slams in a row, but uh, but it should be a fantastic final Saturday of action. Uh, we will have a review episode next week uh, to look back on the Championship as a whole and hopefully celebrate another title for England. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.